We're speaking with Amy Brady, the Chief Information Officer at KeyBank. KeyBank is one of the 15th largest banks in the United States. We have everything from debit cards to derivatives. So we have all the products and services that a client would need and would want. I'm responsible for delivering all of the technology, operations, services, as well as contact center and security for our company. My charge is to help our 200-year-old institution act like and behave as if we were born digital and become a digital institution so that we can meet our clients' demands. Amy, you emphasized digital. And when we speak about digital, that means data. So share with us the the role of data as a dis- strategic decision-making tool at KeyBank. Our greatest asset is clearly our clients, right? But one of the most important assets beyond our clients is our data. And our data is only as important as what we do with that data and transforming that data into insights that are actionable. Actionable in a sense that we can help our clients make better decisions. So if you're a consumer, we want to help our clients make more informed decisions about their financial well-being. If you're a commercial client, we want to help those clients make more financial, well-informed financial decisions on how to run their, their company and make better investment decisions for their company. So data truly is the fuel, if you will, um, on how to run our processes and how to run the interactions uh, that we have with our clients and how we run our digital processes end-to-end from the client interaction all the way through our employee interactions that we run every day. It sounds like as you plan out processes and you think through the steps of this digital journey, that the role of data is very explicitly part of that planning. It sounds like a very important part. It absolutely is. And I think One of the advantages we have being a regional institution is we capture a lot of data. It's our job to turn that data into valuable um, insights into how we price our products for our clients, to build those relationships in a way that make it valuable for our clients to want to, to do more business with us so that they benefit and we benefit, right? So that's a mutually beneficial relationship. So again, data in and of itself isn't the value. It's how you transform that data into uh, a proof point that makes it really interesting. A common theme as you've been talking is this deepening of the customer relationship. And it sounds like the role of data is central in that process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why are you modernizing financials? If you think about internally, just how you run your core uh, systems of your financials, if you can do that more efficiently and effectively, which Workday helps us do, and, and actually being able to have your core HR systems and your core financial systems on one integrated platform, that alone will deliver efficiencies for key. So we're excited that Workday will help us, will help partner with us to do that. Um, and then being able to integrate the, the data at that level is tremendous for us. It will help us be much more efficient in how we run our corporation. But then you build from there 
um, and how you can deliver, again, profitability, how you think about um, pricing of your products, all of those things and how you capture and store your data um, will help us deliver more efficiently for our clients. All of those thing help, things help us run our company more efficiently. It sounds like the partnership with Workday is a very is a deep partnership. Workday's been a great partner, and I think it's not it's well beyond just the technology. It helps us rethink our own business processes. And if you go back to what I said around transforming our company, it's not just you can't just think about technology or data. It's also business processes. And when you have a company that's two hundred years old and you grow up on decades old technology, you get pretty structured into your own old ways of doing things. Workday's been great about helping us rethink the art of the possible and thinking about our business processes. And those make you challenge the status quo. And that's good for companies as well, because then you become more efficient in how you think about those digital processes internally as well. And that's part of becoming a digital company. Amy, I'm sure that part of this digital transformation involves sharing data across departments, organizations, and silos. Your title is Chief Information Officer, but the scope of your responsibilities is is very broad. So give us some insight into that. I have the fortune in my role of, of having the responsibility of all the technology, but then I also have all of the back office shared surface operations. So if you think about loan service processing or deposit servicing and processing, um, transaction processing, those types of processes. So um, when you think about those servicing aspects, when you think about the technology and thinking end-to-end client journeys, it's great working with our business partners and be able to think about how do you think about the client journey and then automating all the way through. Um, You really get to see the full spectrum of what's happening. And what's more important now than ever is the security and protecting our clients, whether that's protecting them from identity theft or protecting the assets that we have here in their data. And so thinking about how we interact and how our clients interact with us in a digital nature and protecting those interactions from a fraud perspective um, and really working with that front to back is really important. Um, And so making sure that that's integrated all the way through. Your role encompasses so many parts of KeyBank operations. Does that help you pull together the data that's necessary in order to break down silos and share information across departments, which obviously is central to this customer digital transformation journey you've been talking about? with the scope of my role, where it helps us is that it helps us look at things and see where we can build once and share many. So where we can build a capability, let's think about things like alerting. Building, build one alerting capability and then use that functionality and use it to alert our consumers of, of transactions that they might want to be notified about and alert our commercial clients about transactions that they might want to be notified about. While the transactions may differ, the technology capability could be the same. So that would be one example. Or where we might have an automation capability for digital signature that could be the same 
but used differently for consumers and commercial. So we can use data about these different journeys and the different experiences and see what's common about those experiences and then build them once and share across those experiences. Can you give us a quick overview of how you make that build by partner decision? What are the kind of logic points that you think about? It all comes down to what are you trying to deliver, how quickly, and what's the capability? Um, And it's a quick assessment of all of those things on a continuous basis. And we are, honestly, we're constantly evaluating what's the criticality of what we're trying to deliver. Um, Is it a core system? Is it a a, a bolt-on feature that's being added to a core system? Um, Is it something we need uh, very quickly that we can code ourselves and deliver? Or is it something that somebody else has already built that we can partner and integrate? Um, And if they have it and we like it and it works, we're not, we don't have to be the author all the time. So um, I think it's constantly evaluating those things and being willing to uh, assess what's the best solution for the business problem you're trying to solve. We're having this conversation in 2021, and the last year has been a year of real change. How has the pandemic affected KeyBank? If the pandemic hasn't affected KeyBank, um, I think we'd be fooling ourselves. And I think it's affected every industry. Um, Early on, we said that the pandemic probably accelerated our digital journey five years in three months, right? So it has clearly accelerated our digital journey in large part because it accelerated our employee journey and it accelerated our client journey. So there was some great benefit out of that, right? There was adoption of technologies um, that were hockey stick adoption in, in rates that were hadn't been seen before. Because of that, we have great momentum going into 2021 around things like automation and the willingness to use technologies in a different way and the willingness of our employees even to challenge the status quo, Uh, the willingness to say, wait a second, I can think about that process differently. I can think about the way I work differently. So I think that has forever changed the way clients want to interact with us and the way our employees are willing to work. You've mentioned several times the importance of listening to your customers. How have consumer behaviors changed during this period of time? We've clearly seen greater adoption of of, uh, mobile technologies. We have clearly seen more willingness to do things, both by our consumer and our commercial clients, willingness to do things on uh, their their tablet or mobile device of choice. Um, their willingness to interact via video. (laughs) We all now know how to use Zoom and different (laughs) mechanisms that we maybe had been hesitant to use prior. Um, And so we can see that willingness to interact in a different way. And so um, now we have to adapt our interaction models um, and to allow those things to happen in a different setting for our clients. 
Amy, what advice do you have for chief information officers who are listening or even CFOs that want to take on this kind of transformation to use data in the various ways that you've been describing? One, be open to change and be open to the art of the possible. And two, surround yourself with great people. (laughs) Um, You need different perspectives and great talent. Um, I always say the most important thing I can do in my role is to hire people who are smarter than me, who are better than me, who can bring different perspectives to the table so that we can challenge each other to create an even better solution than if I surrounded myself with people who all looked like me, thought like me, and had the same experiences as me. Um, Now more than ever, creative thinking and problem solving and solutioning um, and iterating, I think is really important because we are faced with uh, a pace of change that none of us have experienced before and expectations that none of us have experienced before. And that's exciting. It's also daunting, right? Um, And the reality is, in many cases, there isn't a past that can predict this future, right? So we have to use real-time data, and we have to use really smart collaborative teams of different disciplines disciplines, uh, to come together to create the solutions for tomorrow. And uh, I think it's a great time to be a CIO. Uh, There's no better time, actually, I think, because there's so many different uh, opportunities to apply technology to advance our businesses than now. Before we finish up, I have to ask you about your path into this role. There are very few women in comparable roles. I don't think there's one direct career path to being a CIO. And I wouldn't say that my path was uh, a traditional path to being a CIO, although the more CIOs I meet, I'm not sure there is a traditional path anymore. Um, And you are right. There are not enough women uh, or people of color in CIO roles. There's not enough diversity in CIO roles in general. My path, I spent the first half of my career on the business side of financial services. So I was on the P&L side of financial services and then had the opportunity to move into an innovation role. And in that innovation role, I had the opportunity to work with a whole cross-functional team creating new products, services, business models. And then I went into technology. And while I was in technology, I thought I would stay in technology for a couple of years and then go back to the business. And what I realized during that time was technology is the business. Technology was going to transform the business of financial services. And I truly believe today that technology is just as much a part of the business as a P&L leader. And we need all different types of discipline in the technology roles. And so I stayed in technology and rotated and learned all the different aspects of it and um, believe that we need different types of perspectives in this role. So um, no, I didn't grow up coding. Uh, I have some amazing engineers that work on my team and I surround myself with brilliant engineers uh, to help me. Um, 
And I think you can do, you can come to this role from many different directions. Um, and so I would encourage people, but I do believe that you need a balance of technical engineering, business leadership, all coming together today to solve business tech opportunities as we drive this, these businesses forward. Amy Brady, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us. You're welcome. Thank you, Michael. 